Welcome to Politicus, the only podcast that discusses politics and public service from the Portuguese-American perspective. Here, we discuss everything from federal policy, local issues, and U.S.-Portugal relations with the goal of driving more discussion and awareness of the issues affecting our nation, our community, and what we as Portuguese-Americans can do about it. And now, Politicus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our podcasts, Politicus, from the Portuguese American Leadership Council of the United States, Palcus. I'm Denise Borges, and I'm here with my most amazing co-host, Angela Simões, who is also the uh, chairperson for Palcus organization. Angela, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Denise. I can always count on you to make me feel good. Yeah, well, I can go into a few more adjectives that are correct, and they're all very complicated. But uh, we are going to start our podcast with our invitee for this edition, Mayor Rui Pereira. Welcome. Thank you, Denise. Nice, uh, nice to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Our pleasure. Mayor, welcome to our podcast again. And uh, he is a longtime resident uh, in Arizona. Can I, I'm going to say the city. Is the city correct? Wickenburg? Wickenburg, that's correct. Okay. And um, you've been on the town council from 2008 to 2012. And again, uh, 2016 to two, December of 2018. And you were elected mayor in 2019. So tell us a little bit about uh, a brief bio of who is Mayor Rui Pereira. Of course. No, happy to do so. I'm a native of Portugal. I was born in uh, northern Portugal, just outside of uh, in a small city called Lisbon. And uh, my parents uh, moved to the United States uh, when I was a teenager. Actually, my father moved, uh, moved to the States in the 70s, and then the rest of the family moved here in the early 80s. I uh, originally moved to uh, Massachusetts, Cambridge, actually, Cambridge, Massachusetts, where uh, there's a fairly large Portuguese community. And, um, and that's where I spent uh, my, uh, my teenage years until I was in my, into my early 20s. And uh, during, a, uh, during a business uh, travel uh, uh, to Aruba, actually, uh, I met uh, my, my future wife, and she was originally from Arizona. And uh, that's how I ended up in, in Arizona. So I came to Arizona in the, in the early 90s, and I've been in Arizona ever since. Oh, a big change from Massachusetts, correct? Well, it was a big change from Massachusetts. So growing up in in Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts, and uh, and then moving to originally to Phoenix, uh, a much 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 larger city was a big change. And then and then also the uh, the the you know the <laughs> moving from a, a place where there was uh, lots of there seasons, uh, four seasons, snow and rain and and everything in between, to a to an area where there was just heat <laughs> was a big change. <laughs> Well, and also moving from an area that had a large Portuguese population to an area that, while there are Portuguese in Arizona, certainly there is not a a Portuguese cafe on every corner, right? So (laughs) talk talk a little bit about, and and I will say you're our first guest from a state that is not, I think, like in the top, like the top 10 states that have uh, the most Portuguese in the United States, right? So when people think of Portuguese populations, they think of New Jersey, New York, California, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, you know, those kinds of states. And Arizona never makes the list. So talk a little bit about, you know, did you find Portuguese right away? Did it take you some time? And then, of course, get into the story about how you found your path to public service. Absolutely, Angela. No, you're absolutely correct. You know, when I first moved to Arizona, my gosh, there was... Uh 
you know, finding a Portuguese person was nearly impossible. And actually, there, there wasn't for quite a while. I, uh, I had heard that there was a, a Portuguese club down in Tucson, and I actually even reached out to the person who was supposedly running the club and never heard back from that person. And then and it just, uh, it just, there really wasn't any anyone that I really connected that was Portuguese um, until actually, uh, until actually about I think about five years ago, and uh, I got involved uh, with the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts, and they were actually doing a, uh, a series on uh, on Portugal and Spain uh, uh, music and and, and and traditions from from Portugal and Spain, and they asked me to be on the committee to help to help uh, develop. That's great. Uh, find some uh, some entertainment to come to Scottsdale and 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 and, uh, and then they did a uh, they actually did a uh, a day of uh, where there was some Portuguese Portuguese foods Portuguese uh, Spanish foods so I, I invited um, Romana Vieira out of uh, out of the San Francisco area I don't know if you're familiar with, with Romana but mm-hmm. she came down and did a uh, did a small concert in, in Scottsdale and 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 through that you know all of a sudden all these Portuguese people just started showing up. I'm like, <laughs> okay, where have you guys been? <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden now we, uh, you know, we, then we started organizing and, and created a Facebook page and, and started inviting people for the, to, to gatherings. And, and we're now uh, on our Facebook page. We're probably now somewhere in the, um, close to the 250, maybe, uh, maybe 300 people. Now there are, are, are connected through the Facebook page. Page they live in, they live in Arizona, and you know most of most of them. It's really amazing. And so some of them, quite a few have come have come in from from California, Northern California, from Artesia down in down in the LA area, and then quite a few from from the East Coast, from uh, New, mainly New Jersey. Lots of New Jersey uh, transplants to Arizona that are of Portuguese descent. So we now uh, we now all gather once in a while. We've made a commitment to. Uh, to connect every every few months and just have a uh, have a, a, a gathering of, uh, of the Portuguese uh, community in Arizona and and we've been doing it at, uh, at a local uh, Scottsdale restaurant that's owned by another Portuguese transplant uh, but this this individual is transplanted from Toronto and he opened a, a wonderful uh, Italian restaurant in Scottsdale called Spiga and uh, and when we we uh, when we get together he and his team always cook a, a wonderful Portuguese dinner. And uh, so that we all can enjoy, and uh, and and that's how we've been getting getting to know each other, and and the group continues to grow and grow. I think that's such a great example of that. It's never too late to organize, right? Because yeah. you know, people are moving to other areas. You know, there's Absolutely. a a lot of people are leaving California to go to Texas or Nevada, and we start to find. You know, one of our board members lives in Ohio, so you know. The the Portuguese are like everybody. They're starting to spread through a lot of to uh, other states. So I, I love that example that you know this kind of happened in the last five years. So hopefully people will be inspired that you know no matter where you live, even if you feel like there are no Portuguese around you, you can start a Facebook page and and start finding and <laughs> yeah. they'll come out of the woodwork. Well, I actually right? noticed so uh, during the whole uh, Portuguese con campaign, I noticed that uh, we now have a group in uh, in in Oregon. Uh, there's a Portuguese group Facebook page yeah. in Oregon. There's uh, there's the places everywhere. Colorado, uh, so they, yeah. Colorado, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So, North Carolina. Yeah. There's actually a new Portuguese restaurant in North Carolina. I mean, who would have guessed, right? Oh, exactly. So. Who would have guessed? Yeah, exactly. So you moved to Arizona, and then what was the the path to public service? Had you always been interested in it, or how did you get involved? 
Yeah, of course, I've always been interested in politics, and you know, it, to me, uh, always uh, as an immigrant, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, you guys may relate to this. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to give back to to a country that's been really great to me and my family. I mean, we've uh, you know, we came here, and and uh, and we, uh, my parents, made a life here, and and, and made sure that uh, their children had a had a bright future ahead of them. And so I've always wanted to give back to to my community in some way, and, and to this country in some way. And I've always enjoyed the uh, being involved in, in, in politics, and, and and that's one way to to be able to help out in, in the community that you live in. In, in Wickenburg, where Kathy and I, my wife Kathy and I live, uh, we've been there for nearly uh, well, it will be 25 years this coming uh, this coming August. We've moved there, and uh, I always from the moment I moved there, uh, I always said to her, you know, someday I'm going to someday I'm going to run for for town council and and, and help guide the future of this community because it's a wonderful community. It's, it reminds me very much of where I grew up in Portugal. It's a small town of about, uh, we are, we're, we're growing fast, actually very fast. But uh, right now, when we moved there, when Kathy and I moved there, the, the town was about uh, 5,000 people. We're now nearly uh, closing on, on to 8,000 people. And mm. uh, exactly, yeah. So, so I just, it just was a thing that I wanted to do. And, and about, like I said, I've always enjoyed the politics and, uh, and being able to help and being able to set direction. Uh, for a community that uh, that has great values, uh, it's a, still a very Western community. So, if you want to talk about uh, cowboys and, and and horses and horseback riding and and the Western <laughs> culture, uh, Wickenburg is the epitome of that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's what Wickenburg is all about. And you know, for me, it's always been about preserving that uh, that authenticity and and being able to to maintain Wickenburg Western as as much as possible. Growing up in Portugal. My father introduced me at an early age to uh, to Western movies and, and John Wayne. So so for oh, me wow. that, that became a, that became the connection. You know, it's like when I, when when Kathy said, you know, we have I want to go I want to go check out this uh, job up in Wickenburg and and uh, want to come along and, say, and check it out. So I did, and and right away I'm like, wow, this is it. This is uh, this is, this is uh, what the West, the West is all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, so so you know, then into in, in uh, 2016, like Denise mentioned at the beginning, I ran for town council and you know, was fortunate enough to be elected and served uh, the term for four years, and then and then I didn't get elected again uh, in 2000, uh, 2018 or 2000. I forget what I forget what year it was. I didn't get reelected, but but then uh, was asked to uh, finish a term for a uh, for a council member that decided to resign. And then, uh, and then from there, it led to for me to me running for mayor, and that's how I ended up becoming mayor. So I, I decided that uh, you know let's let's put uh, let's put more effort into it and, and run for mayor. And, and I've been mayor for now a year and a, a little over a year. So the mayor is also an elected position by the people, not chosen by the town council. Correct, it is. It's a, it's an elected position, so we actually have a full election, and and, and it's elected by the people exactly. Yeah. How did you get involved? Um... Uh, with the community and and uh, you know w- w- like what's the demographic of the community yeah. because, you know to Denise's point that there's no Portuguese there but uh, so kind of what was your strategy I guess and how did you sure. identify with the the local community absolutely so you know um, for me so I'm uh, my my background uh, my professional background is I'm a I'm a hotel guy by by training I've uh, been in the hotel business for, well I was in the hotel business for most of my career and uh, so, one of the things that helped me, uh, one of the things that helped me quite a bit in, in Wickenburg was the, was the, I took, I became the general manager of a uh, of a dude ranch in, in Wickenburg. 
that is uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so I became the GM of that uh, of that resort. It's, it's actually a, a, it's a dude ranch resort, and uh, we had uh, you know small, not small, but had 70, 79 rooms and and sat on twenty thousand acres with uh, with a hundred plus horses and and uh, golf course and so on. So that opened the door for me to get involved with the business community and get involved with the chamber of commerce and get involved with the with some other some other organizations in, in, in Wickenburg. So that's how that was my my entry was through the business community and, and getting okay. involved with the business community and just getting my name out and and uh, and people got to know who I was and and uh, and they always wondered who's this guy with a strange accent that's that's uh, yeah. trying to run for town council but <laughs> but you know at the end of the day they they liked what I was saying and and they and they elected me. Yeah, I was going to ask if most people just assumed you were Hispanic, uh, maybe not the no. Hispanic they were used to <laughs> because of the <laughs> accent. But no, uh, Angela, they, they actually think I'm German. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> even that's, even even when I go strange. even when I go back to, even when I go back to Portugal uh, because I, I I mean I don't know if you saw a picture of me or not, but even when I go back to Portugal, uh, I'm, it's, I'm always uh, if I'm sitting at a restaurant or or somewhere. Typically, somebody comes up to me and, and speaks to me in German because they automatically think I'm German, but I'm not. I'm, I'm born in Portugal and I'm, I'm, I'm full, full blooded Portuguese. <laughs> well, I, I, maybe you should do the 23andMe and discover, you know, maybe you have some German roots. You know, my no, I no, say- I did, I did that actually. I, I learned that I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have quite a bit of English in my, in my family. Oh well, country. there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you became mayor, and what are what are some of the things that your city has been dealing with? I mean, we have three crises sort of happening <laughs> at one time. Um, yeah. What's what's going on in your city specifically, and how are you guys handling everything? So, so for us is you know so yeah so so the the pandemic COVID nineteen has definitely become the number one topic over the last few months, and actually, and most recently in the last week or so in Arizona, it's really become. More of an issue because uh, instead of because for a while there are our cases were actually on the on the downward tra- trajectory, but now they're they all of a sudden they're back on a upward trajectory and, and growing very and going very very fast and spreading quite rapidly. So we've uh, you know uh, as of uh, as of last Friday we've implemented some new regulations uh, that were actually came down to that were implemented by initially by the county and then now you know uh, us as a, as a community we've implemented the same regulations where people have to we're asking people to wear masks uh, and and continue practicing social distancing and, and or physical distancing and, and you know and staying at home if you're if they're sick and, and if they're not feeling well to, to stay home it's really tough because you know Wickenburg is uh Wickenburg is a very um is a is a very uh, independent community there's a Folks uh, uh, tend to like to do their own thing and not really um, are, like I said, very independent. Very not uh, are always. Uh, sometimes it's hard for people to follow follow the, the recommendations of, of government, and I and I understand that. And and we uh, so we're living through that right now. But mm-hmm. uh, but then the, then the other the other issue that uh, for us in Wittenberg is is is, is growth. I mentioned earlier that. Uh, we are reaching uh, we are reaching about eight thousand people. I think by the time the census is done this year, we'll probably be probably above eight thousand people. So we continue to grow very fast. Uh, we mm-hmm. have uh, we uh, opened up a large uh, development about uh, three years ago called Wickenburg Ranch, where uh, the, the plan is to uh, 
uh, when the project is completely done, we will have an additional 3,500 homes in, in, in the area, which will essentially double the size of our community. So, so it's really managing growth and, and, and maintaining those uh, those traditions that Wickenburg is known for. That's really our number one <laughs> number one challenge. And then and then also we 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 are experiencing the same trouble as most cities are. Like, you know, uh, affordable housing is a big issue for us. Uh, finding people to uh, uh, to work in in uh, in different uh, businesses like restaurants and and schools and hospitals is a very is a very tough challenge for us as well. So, so we're working through all that, and that's those are the things that uh, that uh, I focus on every day. Um, being in the uh, hotel industry, and of course, as you said, you know you were in it for such a long time, and in, in that kind of a field, the that part of the economy has been uh, hit tremendously. How do you mm -hmm. see that? Uh, going a little bit from politics, but I think it's something that there are Portuguese Americans involved in in the hotel industry throughout uh, the United States. And how do you, as someone who's been in that field for so many years, how do you see the hotel industry coming out of this pandemic? Uh, there's there's going to be there's going to have to be lots of new. Uh, Creative ideas on how to deal with uh, maintaining uh, a cleanliness uh, program for the different pro for the property. I mean, that's that's a, and it's a tough one because, gosh, you have you know start, starting with staff and making sure the staff is, is protected, making sure that uh, making sure that when the guest checks out, that room is thoroughly cleaned and and uh, and uh, disinfected. Uh, it's going to be challenging, but I, and I, but I'm seeing, you know, I still keep up on what's going on in the hotel industry, and I'm seeing some great ideas coming out of all the different companies, and primarily the the larger operators like the Hiltons and the and the Hyatts and and the uh, and the Westons. They're all they've all come up. And Marriott, for example, has come have come out with some great ideas on on disinfecting their rooms. They they're all using a um, sprayer to go in the room and, and disinfect the room thoroughly. They're not renting the rooms, uh, so when the guest checks out, they're waiting 24 hours for the room to be rented again, which allows for the, the disinfectant to uh, do its thing. And it, it's, so it's going to be a it's going to be a long time for for hotels. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long it's a long road ahead for hotels to recover. Uh, but I think with uh, like I said, with new ideas, new, new uh, creativity, uh, they'll, they'll be back strong, uh, and it's just going to take some time. No, that that. All makes a, a ton of sense, and we um, so we're coming up on our time. I just have another uh, one last question. Getting back to the newly found group of Portuguese uh, in the area that you get together, I'm curious as to what some of the topics are that you discuss during your monthly get-togethers. And um, as the now sort of appointed uh, ambassador of, of Portuguese culture in your area. Do you know, uh, or do you plan on having any other, whether it's a Portuguese night or another? Do you will the university do what you know they did again? Um, any sort of uh, Portuguese cultural activities being planned or thought about? Absolutely, no. We're always looking at uh, different things to do. As a group, we we intend to get together and and and, uh, and reconnect again. The number one topic we always talk about is. Uh, is everyone would like to see a Portuguese restaurant in, in the Phoenix area, but <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, That's a lot uh, of work. It's a lot of work, maybe a little tough one to, to make happen. But but within our group, we have uh, we have lots of great cooks. And when we all get together, the food is always amazing. So they always bring something something amazing and delicious. And yes, of course, the some of the through the university. So we have uh, uh, the cool thing about, uh, and you mentioned, you touched this on the earlier, Angela, is that 
there's Portuguese everywhere. And uh, so our universities here, both ASU and U of A, both have uh, have uh, staff or professors that are are Portuguese, uh, and uh, they, they they all get involved in, in trying to spread a little bit of the Portuguese culture within the within the, the school. Uh, the um, ASU has a actually I believe ASU is, is either studying. Oh no, I'm sorry, U of A. U of A has either study started or is studying a Portuguese uh, curriculum of, or or in a learning Portuguese, so so people can actually learn to speak Portuguese at uh, at U of A. So the little things like that continue to show up and then we'll continue to uh, to try to promote as much as we can. Oh, that's great. And I'm glad you brought up the the language um, topic. So, And I'm very happy to hear that they have that program at, at U of A. Does language come up in the conversations with the group about, you know, the need to have more uh, language classes offered at different levels? Or is that still something that's, I don't want to say premature, but it's kind of baby steps at a time, right? You just started organizing. And so I'm just curious if that ever comes up. For, you know, for, so, so our group here, so we've, one of the things that uh, the demographics of our group is actually uh, more of the retired, <laughs> retired uh, demographics, uh-huh. meaning they, they are, they found Arizona as a place to, to enjoy the rest of uh, the rest of their life. So we don't have, uh, we have a couple of, uh, a couple of members that have children. But to the most part, we have most part that's, that's adults with that have, uh, that are no longer uh, looking to educate their children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it, it doesn't come up very often, and, and it doesn't come up at all. So yeah. Well, at least people know that the U of A has a, a Portuguese language program. So if anybody decides to go to school there, they should definitely uh, look that up. Exactly. Well, we have reached our time, and so we do like to ask our guests uh, for a final thought. Just if you have some advice for young Portuguese Americans that are considering a, a, a life in public service any any tips or words of uh, wisdom that you'd like to share absolutely no no just uh it's about staying involved stay involved get get involved and in, even if it's just a small even if it's just a local uh, uh lions club or the rotary club or or whatever it is just uh, get involved and get to know people and and then if uh, if the if it takes you to uh, other public service, such as running for town council or running for a school committee position or something like that, you know, just continue to stay involved and, and, and participate and and listen and learn. And uh, and and the, the number one thing is just listen. Uh, make sure that you listen because listening is the number one skill of being a politician. You have to be a good listener. And don't uh, don't respond uh, before you listen to the entire question and, and what you when, and what the person is telling you. So just listen. I think uh, a lot of politicians these days could heed that advice, <laughs> Mayor <laughs> Pereira. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you brought up a, a great point about you know joining joining the Lions Club or the Rotary. I, you know, no one's ever uh, I think recommended that before, but it's a great point. You know, those those are fraternal societies or, or clubs that aren't necessarily government related, but community minded, right? Yep. And they they exactly. work on behalf of the community. So it's a great point, and that's a great starting point so uh, great is. advice and that, well and that's how you and that's how you get to know that's how you get to know a lot of people as well that's how you get to start getting your name out and and people getting to know who you are no it's a great point well thank you so much for your time mayor Pineda. this is uh, really wonderful and um 
We look forward to hearing more about what comes of the newly found group, uh, Portuguese American group there in Arizona. And and you have some growing to do because I just looked and there are almost 16,000 Portuguese in Arizona. So oh, we wow. have some, yeah, we have some awareness generating to do amongst the Portuguese in Arizona. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I need, I, we need to, we need to continue to do a much better reach out. We, you know, Facebook has been great, but, uh, uh, definitely, we need to. We, we've talked about actually officially organizing and actually creating a uh, a proper nonprofit type group where we can actually start uh, raising some funds to be able to actually do a little bit better outreach, and 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 we'll get there. It just takes a little bit of time. Sure, sure. No, that's that's wonderful to hear. Well, best of luck to you and uh, continued success uh, in your term as mayor. And thank, um, you. thank you again for your time. This is a, a lovely conversation. And uh, thank you, everybody, to who tuned in and uh, for listening to another episode of Politicus. If you have not hit subscribe, please do so now and share this episode and share our podcast with friends and family so that everyone can participate in our conversation. Uh, the only podcast that, that looks at public service and uh, political involvement from the Portuguese American perspective. And if you have an extra couple of minutes, please leave us a review on iTunes that will help more uh, Portuguese Americans find this podcast and join the discussion. And with that, thank you again, Mayor Pereira. Thank you, Denise. And uh, thanks everybody out there until next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank My you. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Politicus, the official podcast of PALCUS, the Portuguese American Leadership Council of the United States. PALCUS is the premier national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community at large. To learn more about PALCUS and how to become a member or to make a donation, visit www.palcus.org. To submit feedback or suggestions about the podcast, email us at palcus.org. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of the show are not endorsed by Palkus. Politicus is made possible through the support of the Luso-American Development Foundation.